Michael's Uber, one rental at a time. This is your daily financial news. I don't know if you tuned in for our impromptu 7 a.m. live stream or recording or whatever you want to call it, uh, but I talked about a very important date, July 20th. I believe the national housing market fundamentally changes on July 20th when the National Association of Realtors reports the June existing home sales. I believe what we will see is an explosion in inventory. We will see a uh, big drop in transactions, and it is going to be what I've been calling for, a collapse, a crash, a bubble in transactions. It will be sudden. It will be reported all over the place. What we are going to see before July 20th is your local buy box, your market. They will likely report their data around the 10th to the 12th of July. So I believe the national housing market cries uncle on July 20th. Buyers will be different. Sellers will be different. Builders will be different. We went through all of that in about 15 minutes on this morning's live stream. Check it out. Three weeks, three more weeks, and we finally get that start or acceleration in the crash of transactions. It is, uh, it is right out there in front of us. So keep doing the work, keep skilling up, networking, doing all of that. Next, bear markets. Let me give credit to the individual who did this, Jim Coulter. Uh, don't know who Jim is? Don't feel bad. I didn't either. He's just one of the billionaires that we don't know. Anyways, he's been investing for a long time. Uh, he is out saying, God, everybody pay attention. He's been through many bear markets. Bear markets go through three predictable phases. Three. He said, congratulations, we're almost done with phase one. All right, Jim, you caught my attention. What is phase one? Phase one simply said is the collapse in multiples. That makes sense. We've actually talked about it. Multiples heading into this bear market were 21, 22, some say 24. If you were in high growth tech, they were exponential because they didn't even have earnings. But again, what we have seen to Jim's point is a collapse in multiple. Jim said the second phase is right around the corner and just as painful. That doesn't make me feel good, Jim. What is it? Folks, it is the collapse in earnings, both in actual and in forecast. Again, what have we been talking about? I think I have it on the screen. Yes. Wall Street analyst, you suck. That's a technical term, just in case you didn't know. Remember, I talked with Taylor on Monday, and I let him have it. I could, again, Taylor, he's our Wall Street expert. He's been on the street for a decade. We did one video where I called out Wall Street analysts. We did that on Monday. Wall Street analysts still, as of this morning, have 2,022 earnings up 10% and next year up 9%. Folks, that is not going to happen. That is simply not going to happen. And again, remember, Jim is telling us that the second phase is just as painful and has not started yet. We do have rolling earnings out of Q2. We will start to see, and actually, 
Uh, we can talk about that in a minute because actually I have some earnings from General Mills, Bed Bath & Beyond, McCormick. We'll talk about those momentarily. It's exactly what Jim is talking about. Earnings will have to come down. And then phase three, not to be outdone, is the bottom, the base, the foundation. He wants everybody to realize that most bear markets aren't this sharp V-shaped recovery that you may have experienced in March of 2020. He says that's not normal. The bottom, the foundation could take months, quarters, and yes, folks, years, years to put in. So those of you that are expecting, hey, let's get the pain over. Let's get it down. Let's get it done so we can come back. To Jim's point, third phase, not a moment, not a day, not a week, not a month, not a quarter. It's going to take time. But hey, good news. We're almost done with phase one. It's got to make you feel somewhat good, but we've got two more phases to go. So since we're here, we want to pick on analysts because, again, that's my technical term. They suck. Uh, what do we got? General Mills. They beat top line, beat bottom line. Top line means revenue. Bottom line means earnings. But what did General Mills tell us? Lower forecast. Inflation, transportation, currency. Again, lowering guidance. You are going to see analysts eventually do their freaking job and whack earnings. We will then be in phase two. McCormick. Missed top line, missed bottom line, earnings, missed earnings, and lowered forecast because of inflation and strong currency. Uh, what else do we have? Bed Bath & Beyond, they also reported their CEO is out. Where is that? There it is. Bed Bath & Beyond's numbers were so bad, their CEO, gone. Executive over merchandising, gone. They had a $358 million loss, missed top line, missed bottom line. Same store sales, down 24%. Yeah, that's ugly. That is ugly. Carnival Cruise Line, one of those zombie companies, was just downgraded by Goldman Sachs saying, Carnival's debt load, they are one event away from going to zero. Bankruptcy. Not good. Not good. Bullwhip effect. You know, I've been doing this for almost 30 years looking at our economy, and every time there's new terms thrown around to catch people's attention, let's talk about the bullwhip effect. Basically, a bullwhip effect is, you know, a little flick of the wrist and you see an outsized impact down the line. This is obviously in respect to inventory. People are pointing at Walmart and Target and saying they are the canary in the coal mine. And all, all producers will have these huge inventory buildups like Nike. And what we will then have is deflation. There are still people hoping and praying that we get a Fed pivot this year. And they are anchored on this term deflation. I believe I've said this before, but it bears repeating. We will have deflation 
in some things. A perfect example is clothing. I believe without question that retailers will start to discount clothing. In fact, I believe this so much, I told you about it last December. What is happening this summer summer is predictable, and I told you, let's move Christmas to July. So A, I saw this coming. But B, let's talk about clothing and inflation. CPI, Consumer Price Index. Rent, food, gasoline, healthcare. These are the big pieces of CPI. These are the big things driving CPI up 8 point, was it 8.6%. Clothes. I believe the last time I checked, clothing makes up about 2% of CPI. So if you gave clothing away for zero, it would fall 2%. You and I both know that's not happening. And also, if you don't know, Walmart, Target, Nike, all of these people suffering from backlogs, they are going to blow them out with sales, but they will, just like builders, slow the hell down. This one-time summer backlog, folks, if you want to buy your Christmas presents for this year, shop now. Put them in a closet, tuck them away. You want discounts, get it now because these retailers will not have horrible backlogs in October, November, or December. It's not like they repeat these mistakes. So this Bullwick effect where you're trying to get people to go, oh God, deflation's coming. The Fed's going to pivot this year. You are going to once again leave disappointed. On that end, let's talk about rent. Rent or housing or rent equivalent is the largest contributor to CPI. If you don't know, the last reading of rent equivalent was like 5.3 or 5.4. Look at that. Median rent, 1849, nationally speaking, up 26.6%. Yeah, that's not 5%. The other thing you need to know about CPI and rent is it's six months behind. It's a lag. That is why I think the next three months will be finally peak inflation. I do not personally believe that we get a Fed cut this year. Frankly, I don't even think we get a Fed pause this year. I believe we get some type of rate hike in each of the next four meetings. I look at the entire picture of CPI, not clothing. I think that is pretty interesting. And then, I don't know if you know who this person is, because I certainly did not. I'm not in that world. But I have talked about when the tide goes out, you are going to be surprised at some of the folks who get caught swimming naked. Again, I don't know who this individual is. I'm just reporting on what I read. Let's see. Did I write down his name? I think I did. Yes. There's a gentleman that his nickname is Bitcoin Jesus. I saw a picture. I didn't see it, but okay. Anyways, whatever. Anyways, he's been in this space for a long, long time. Apparently, according to a crypto exchange, CoinFlex, he was given a margin call. Again, don't know who this person is. Don't know who CoinFlex is. Don't know if this is true or not. 
The point is, there have been people that you thought were gurus that were untouchable, that had great marketing, that are going to be shown to be not very good. This happens all the time in bear markets. People get over leveraged. They become marketing machines, overhead. They get cocky and stupid. They take on too much debt. This happens all the time. Given what's happened in crypto with the market down 80% plus, it makes sense that some of the people that we thought were untouchable are now very, very touchable. It happens. People that we believed in, we put on altars, they blow up. We've seen plenty of people go bankrupt. We've seen some people go to jail because they did the wrong thing. So again, this time will be no different. What else do we got for you? Mortgage demand. It is Wednesday. Mortgage demand flat week on week, but down 24%. That's a haircut. 24% in purchase demand. This is back to my July 20th, right? July 20th is going to be a big day. I think the market changes forever. And lastly, let's never forget that we are a consumer-based economy. And consumers all by themselves can cause a recession. If you are afraid, if your neighbors are afraid, if your family's afraid and you pull back, it's a recession. That's why the reading on consumer sentiment, which was the lowest on record, we're talking lower than the 1970s, which sucked. Lower than the 80s with 20% interest. Lower than the dot-com crash. Lower than 9-11. Lower than the Great Recession. Lower than the pandemic. Yeah, I think consumers are scared, nervous, and we do have a recession. In fact, one of the things that I called for earlier this year was a recession in 2023. I don't feel good about that call. I think I was wrong. But we shall see. The The second quarter ends tomorrow. And I think in about three or four weeks, we will see if Q2 GDP is negative. I don't know. I don't feel good about it. But anyways, it is Wednesday. We have some special guests coming on. I hope you enjoy. Take care of yourself. Have a wonderful day. Bye.